Anyway, there's a rumor going around. I thought I would address that rumor. The rumor is that God is on the move in America. In America. That there's an outpouring of the Holy Spirit happening in many places. We believe here, many places. But I saw even Texas A&M is getting in on it this week. But many universities and um, this week I was on a call. I tell you that all the time. Last week it was the Black Robe Regiment. This week it was the North Georgia Revival Pastors. Seems like we have those all the time. But um, anyway, Roberts Laird was sharing. They were asking, discussing, how do you keep revival? What can you expect when God shows up? And so they were discussing, and I wrote down some things because my mind was running. So I wanted to share some things with you. Revival now what? That's the title of this short little message. And then we're going to receive our offering. So you can go ahead and get that ready. If you're writing checks, they'll put them all up there, how to do that uh, to the gathering and you guys online. But what can you expect when real revival happens? I want to know. Your inquiring minds want to know. Well, number one, expect criticism. Expect you're not going to be liked by everybody if you're walking in a state of revival. And Robert shared this amazing, I'd never heard this before, but he said, Billy Graham once was asked, how do you handle criticism? He said, well, first of all, I take the venom out of it. I don't take it personal. And then I go to the Lord and I ask him, God, is this true? Should I make some adjustments? Because, you know, sometimes people, even in their criticism, their heart may not be exactly right, but they're pinpointing one of your blind spots. So you should be open and say, Lord, give me wisdom, and, uh, but don't receive the venom. And then secondly, Richard was speaking about this Friday night, and I wanted to add this. Do not despise what God is doing. Don't despise small beginnings. You know, what's happening on our college campuses, I, I heard, I was in another pastor's meeting this week. We have a local group of number churches, and we were, they were saying how pastors are criticizing what God was doing at Asbury. And I'm sitting there thinking, how? how, can, how I, you know, the scripture said there was, they brought something to Paul one time. They didn't agree with the way things were being done. Said, Paul said, I'm just rejoicing that the gospel is being preached. And in this hour, I'm rejoicing the Holy Spirit is being poured out. And I'm just thankful. If those guys knew, they obviously don't know. If they knew how desperate the times were and how urgent it is that we have a move of God in this nation, they wouldn't. They wouldn't criticize. Now, can revival save us? No, revival in itself. But I know the one who caused the revival can save us. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord. And then keep the main thing, the main thing. You know, if you hear something that doesn't rhyme with your spirit, that, hey, this doesn't rhyme, well, check it out in the Scripture. You don't have to accept everything. And that's where you, you build the basics. An athlete has to work out every day, you know, do the required. Or they're not going to be worth a flip when they get on their, the basketball court or whatever. So you have to do the basics. Stay in the Word. Stay in prayer. See if these things are of God. And then another thing, read, and this is what Robert said, read and talk to people who've been there before. And um, 
By the way, we have Stephen List, who is responsible for... He was used to help start the revival in Fiji many years ago. He'll be here on March the 17th. That just works pretty good. And then Alan Smith called me last night. He said, hey, there's a man. He wrote a book called Like a Mighty Wind. He's 77 years old, and he's been used of God all over in revival. Can he come on a Friday night? Because he's coming down there on a Sunday. So what do you think? Of course. Come on. His name is Mel Terry. I never, Tory. Okay, I've never met him. You've heard of him. But I looked on his site. He looked like a mighty man of God. And then think big and out of the box. This is the time to throw away that thought that says, well, we've never done that before. Well, so what? And then understand this. The greatest threat to a move of God will not come from without. It'll come from within. You got to watch your tone. When the glory of the Lord, you don't want to be critical. You don't want to be judgmental. You probably want to learn to um, be quiet. You know, what's that scripture? Be swift to hear and slow to speak. Just some advice. Then know when to end. That's what, um, yeah, Todd spoke about. He's just talking about the meetings. You know, uh, because our goal, we've already discussed that, is not just revival, it's a great awakening. We want this thing to spread into transforming a society that desperately needs the transforming work of the Holy Spirit. And then don't be pressured to conform to opinions and suggestions. Uh, you know, they were told down in, in Georgia, you guys got to meet around the clock every day, every night. And the Lord never told them that. That would have wore them out. And now they've been going, what, five years? I don't know how many years. So you just, you know, you pace yourself. This is not a sprint. It's a marathon. And we're running, and we only have so many people. Many more need to come find their place in this move of God here. But we, you don't want to just kill people. But then, again, taking up your cross will kill you. So anyway, you know, it's, you take that. And then... Also, have fun. In the presence of the Lord is fullness of joy. I'm so glad we're having fun in church. We're never going back to the boring, sit there, twiddle your thumbs. Hey, tell me what God is saying. No, I know what God, I can hear his voice. Let's all enter in to the presence and rejoice in him. Because from the least to the youngest, we'll all know the Lord. And now listen, I put this in because you got to know, don't be shaken if the world's troubles don't go away overnight. Because you know, whatever you sow, you're going to reap. Whatever nations have sown, they're going to reap. And we have many in our nation, those who represent us, they've sown great wickedness. And they will reap exactly what they've sown. And so don't get discouraged you reap what you've sown. You're sowing righteousness. You're sowing repentance and worship. And remember, darkness will continue. It'll, the wicked are going to do wickedly, but the righteous will do righteously. Anyway, and then state. Now, four things. This is, this is what I thought, because I've always kept these in my mind. So it's a good time to blurt them out. Stay humble. Stay holy. Stay honest. Stay hungry. Say that again. All right, stay humble. Stay holy, stay honest, stay hungry. All of those things, get lower, get lower, that he might, and he will increase, but we get lower as a result. Holy, 
Don't. You know, sometimes when the Spirit of God shows up, there's freedom. And the enemy will come in and say, well, you're free now. Now you're free to do what you always wanted to do, but you knew it was wrong before. Don't fall for it. Don't go there. You ha- you're free not to sin. Did you hear me? Okay. And then, you know, stay honest. You don't have to touch the glory. You don't have to make it look what it's not. Don't call it anything. Just just that, you know, stay there, stay hungry. And then don't worry about your reputation. Roberts pointed that out because you'll lose it. You'll lose it. People in the church that you thought were your best friends will think you've lost it. Well, tell them, I've lost it. I've lost it. I've lost it all. Then in order that I may find him. And then this is what I feel like to get close to the end. Don't miss it. Don't miss this hour. Don't miss your day of visitation. And if you've not been able to get in on what God's doing, let this be the day. At the end, come to the altar. Spend time with the Lord. Matthew chapter 5, verse 25. Remember the woman had this medical condition. She could not be healed. She went to the physicians. And instead of getting better, she got worse. It actually says she suffered at the hands of many physicians. They were probably giving her shots. I don't know. That's what I thought. Drugs. Here, take this. And then you read the side effects. Why would I take that? Because if I take that, then I might get this and this and this and this. Anyway, I'm not going there. That's for a different day. But anyway, um, they get worse. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Sometimes it seems like you're getting worse. But in that chapter, it says this in verse 27, when she heard about Jesus. That's what it says. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him and touched the hem, you know, his garment. And that's what I believe the goal is in this move of God. We want, okay, so what's happening in Moravian Falls? We want people to hear about Jesus. And we want him to receive the reward of his suffering. That's the Moravian heartbeat, and that's our heartbeat too. So anyway, I wanted to spill that out this morning. And I'm going ahead. We're going to receive the offering. I'm going to pray. But then after I pray, we we receive the offering around the altar. Then they're going to play a little short video introducing our speaker this morning. I was asking God this week. Shirley and I were, I don't know, just sitting in the room there. And I said, God, what's your will for this week? What's your will? I I was stuck on that. What's your will? And then I felt like the Holy Spirit said, that's my will. Will is my will for this week. His name is Will Box. And so I've been wanting him to come because he has a testimony that is just almost, it's one of those testimonies you have to hear to believe it. He was hit by a semi, I think it was head on, and people gave him up, physicians, they thought he was dead. And God wouldn't give up on him, raised him up. In fact, it's right before we arrived and uh, it here, not here, but over in Wilkesboro. And uh, I remember right before that, Susie Yahweh was talking about how they had a worship night just for Will, praying for a miracle. Well, God did a miracle. And so Will's going to come and share with us. He's going to preach the word. Believe God's raising this young man up. I'm excited about the young men God's raising up. You know, wishing that semi would have just taken me out. I remember saying that to my mom. I was really, really upset that, you know, I wasn't going to be able to run anymore. I remember I would just, you know, pray, cry out to God to uh, just allow me to run again somehow. 
I still chose to trust in him. Even, you know, when I was sitting there in a wheelchair, I was sitting there paralyzed and I would hear the word of God spoken over me in faith by my little mom. God has brought me through some very, you know, serious things. I've been in a coma, my brain has been severed from the stem. I was pronounced dead at the scene of the accident. That's how bad the, the accident was. The paramedic said, you know, I didn't have any vitals. I was lifeless. He had diffuse bleeding in his brain. His head went forward and he tore a lot of the vessels in his brain. And he was bleeding so bad that the brain will swell and then it herniates down through the frame and magnet, and you have sudden death. And that was what was going to happen. He said, your son is on full life support. He said, the impact was so great that there was a severing or a ripping. There was a disconnect, the brain from the stem. There's nothing more we can do for your son. The message that I want to declare to this generation that, you know, it doesn't matter what you've been through, that God, God wants to reach down to wherever you're at. He wants to touch you, he wants to heal you, set you free from whatever addiction you have. Even when everything seems hopeless and it seems like your world is falling apart, you know, that you still choose to trust him. You know, for me, it's taken about 12 years to fully be restored. Hospitalized for 72 days. I was in a coma for 40. So, you know, God has really brought me through some amazing things. I've seen the hand of God move in my, in my life. And so I know that, you know, God wants to give hope. You know, Jesus wants to heal people who are, who are, you know, watching this. You know, I don't know whatever situation you may be going through, but, you know, God wants to heal you. He'll take the ashes and he'll turn them into something beautiful, you know. Read about in uh, Jeremiah, I think 18 or Jer somewhere in Jeremiah, where God, God takes the broken pieces of pottery, he compares it to Israel, and he, he takes the broken pieces and he forms it into something beautiful. So God took the broken pieces of my life and he formed it into something beautiful. To know that not only did God bring Will through all that, but he's got an incredible, incredible plan for his life and his life with Mariah. And so today, a capstone, and yet a new, a new season, a new beginning.
stop to look where Will was and where Will is uh, truly is a miracle. To see Will come to the place where he is today, to do everything that the doctors had said that he would never do. Come on, whatever you're going through is amazing. As we sing this, just declare it over your lives. Lift your hands. Lift and so as I sit here and reflect, all I can really say is look what the Lord has done. The God who was and is to come, the power of the risen one, the God who brings the dead to life. And um, I believe that's my story is your story because greater is he that is in you than he is in the world. You've already overcome everything that you're going through. You've already overcome all the, you know, you know, my, my family, oh, oh, sorry. When my family arrived at the scene of the accident, I mean, at, at the hospital, and I'm laying there lifeless in a coma, and, 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 they, and, and they didn't, I mean, they, they didn't blame each other, they didn't, they didn't fuss, they didn't fight, but they, they started to read Jesus. You know, John 1, 14 says that the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, you know, and, and so Jesus, the word became flesh, and they read Jesus over me, and so I'm, I'm telling you that there's healing this morning through Jesus. Psalm 1720 says that God sent his word and he healed them, healed us, and he rescued us from our destructions. So God has already healed every single one of you. Of everything you're going through, he's healed you. And, and you know, that's why Jesus said on the cross, it is finished. He won every, sing, he won every single battle that you're going through right now. And, and you know, I, I, you know I, I need to get to my notes, I guess, but, but um. <laughs> but I just want to encourage you guys that 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 you know it's so 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 interesting that that um just you know 15 years ago I'm I'm 15 years old I asked my mother you know I'm reading first of all I want to say you know Jesus said the disciples asked Jesus after after he rises from the grave the disciples ask him well you know Jesus you know you just, you defeated sin. You you've just, you've defeated you defeated Satan. You've you've gone to Hades. You've gotten the keys of death, sin, hell, and the grave. And and Jesus and they said, well, Jesus, you know, are you going to restore the kingdom now to Israel? You know, that seems the logical thing to do, right? And and Jesus says, no, 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 no. It's not for you to know the times or the seasons that my Father has put by His own authority. And so, guys, I want to tell you that there's some times and some and that word times is the passing of moments and events. That word seasons, kairos, the passing of opportunities. And so there's some times and some seasons that we each have to go through in our life. And, 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 and but, you, but, but what does it say? But you, Acts 1-7, that was Acts 1-7. Acts 1-8, he says, but you shall receive power when my Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses in all the earth. And so Jesus Jesus is saying that, that, yeah, you know, we want the glory, we want, we want revival, but sometimes there's some seasons that we have to go through. You know, 15 years ago, I wanted to know what my purpose was. I wanted answers quick, just like the disciples. So I said, Mom, we're going on our spring break vacation. I was like, I got to get this book. I got to read the purpose of life. I got to know what my purpose is. I thought it was in something tangible. And, 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 and I was like, can I just read this book over our spring break vacation? And, you know, and, and my mom was like, you yeah, know, sure, you know, that's, that's, that's great. And, and, 
and and so you know, I start reading the book, and and I get to I get to a certain point, and 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 I, I book I bookmark it at chapter four, which is that there's a, there's a poem in that chapter that says you you are not an accident. It says and it says that, you know that trauma you faced was not easy, and God wept that it hurt you so, but know that it was allowed to shape your heart so that in His light you should grow. And so you are who you are for a reason. You've been formed by the Master of God. You are who you are, beloved, because there is a God. So, so God used, well, God was about to use that trauma that I was about to face to form me and mold me and shape me into the man of God that he wanted me to become. And so God has used, you know, and so instead of 40, 40 days reading the purpose of life or a week reading the purpose of life, I was in a coma for 40 days. You know, the, my severed brain stem and, and paralyzed in a coma and, and all that stuff. And, 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 you know, I and I, you know, I didn't see that coming. No, no one saw that coming. But God used it. You know, I remember um, in, in my family when when they arrived at the scene at the hospital, they just began to read Jesus over me. And and you know, I, and I just think it's so fitting. You know, Chuck Pierce has said that we're entering into a season of Passovers. The power of the blood, the power of communion, the power of the the body and blood of Jesus Christ broken for us. That's what we're entering into. We've been in a season of, 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 of plague with this COVID. 2020, everyone I remember, they were all excited. You have 2020 vision, we're going to be a revival, going to be, going to be all, all these great things. I remember different people gave all these words, you know, 2020 vision, all this great stuff. And, but, it, but then it turned out a lot differently than we all expected, didn't we? Didn't it? And then, you know, the COVID, we entered into a season of plagues. And then someone got into that, 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 that house that's in charge in America that we didn't really expect that coming either. But, but, um, but, but, but so it was completely different than what we as Americans expected. We as the body of Christ expected. Everything, you know, I thought, you know, we thought we were going to have 2020 vision in one year. I thought I was going to know my purpose in one week by reading this book. I was like, all right. But then, you know, my, my life gets turned upside down. The, the tractor trailer hits us, T-bones us, and, and I'm the, you know, declared, I was declared lifeless. You know, I, I, was, I was declared a fatality. And you know, as I was coming out of the coma, I, I read, I, I quoted Ezekiel. I, my, my family days began to read Jesus for me, and you know, blood gushing on my, my nose, my eyes, my ears at this side of the highway when the paramedics got there. And my mom, you know, she couldn't, you know, she's like, he wasn't there and everything. But, but so, so, um, so I didn't, I didn't expect those times and seasons that I was about to go through. And so, so, um, so, so, so I'm saying, guys, that, you know, this COVID that we've been at as a nation, you know, I remember 2020 vision. And, you know, and, and we thought we were going to have 2020 vision that year. We didn't know what it would take to bring this nation to its knees. And, and break us as a, as a body of Christ. So now, you know, what the enemy intended for evil in my life, look at what has happened. God has got, you know, 2 Corinthians 3, 18, but we all with unveiled face, beholding us in a mirror, the glory of the Lord Jesus, are being transformed into the same image of Jesus from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. So, so that word transform is metamorphosis. And, 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 and so... What we go, the, the difficulties, the, the cocoon, the, the hurts, the pains, the, the COVID, the pandemics being locked down, we're, that's transforming us. So now, look at what, you know, you know look, at what, look at what is happening in this nation. We're seeing revival. You know, I went to Asbury and, 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 and we're seeing revival happen in this, in this nation. We're, we're seeing this nation turn back to Jesus. 
And I believe, you know, what God has done in my life, you know, Ezekiel 16, 6, the, the first thing that I said when I came out of the coma says, you know, behold, I saw you wallowing in your blood. And I said to you, live. Yes, I said to you, live. You know, that's a, that's a declaration of what Christ does for us and our, and our sins before we're saved. You know, he, he sees us wallowing in that and he says, live. But that's what, you know, that's what happened to me. God sees it. God saw me wallowing on, on the side of the highway, dead, you know, wallowing in my blood. And God, God looked down and he said, live. And, and, of course, and, you know, I guess I did, <laughs> but, but, uh, but, 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 but I just want to say, guys, God has seen America. God has seen the body of Christ wallowing in your blood. And God says, God has been, God is saying live. And this is a season of awakening that we're entering into a season of, pa- you know, the, the, you know, Chuck Pearson said, it's a season of Passovers that we're entering. You know, we're, we're right now we're in the window of the 40 days until Passover. And, and so We've got to understand the significance of that, 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 um, that, 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 you know, that, but, so, so Father God, I thank you for your blood. I thank you for your, 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 God, I thank you for your blood that, that it speaks a better word over all of us. When, when we see, when we feel fear, we feel hurt, we feel self-hatred or, or, or brokenness or your words, your blood speaks a better word over us, Lord Jesus. Your word speaks a better word over every single issue that we're going through, God. Your word spoke a better word over my life where I'm laying there lifeless in a coma. The doctor is not giving me any hope of survival. Your word spoke a better word over me. Your blood spoke a better word over me. So Father God, I just thank you that your, your blood speaks a better word over us. And, 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 that, that the blood of Christ, that, that communion is a reenactment of, of the Passover, a reenactment of, the, of the, the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. Lord, I thank you that that is where our healing lies. That's how, when you, you see us wallowing in our blood, wallowing in our brokenness, Ezekiel 16, 6, when you see us wallowing in whatever it is, you say live. And so, Lord, I, I just believe that this morning that there's some people that you, they need to hear that they've been wallowing in the depression, the isolation, the, the loneliness, the, 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 the anger, the, the self-hatred, the self-pity, the, the suicidal thoughts, the, the, the broken marriages, the, 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 the fatherlessness. You, they, God, that you've seen them wallowing in that. And you're saying, live this morning, Father God. And Lord God, I just, I just want to speak, Lord. Your, Psalm 107.20 says, God, that you sent your word and you healed us. And you rescued us. God, you rescued us from what we're going, whatever we're facing right now, you've already rescued us from that. That's why, that's why, and, and Hebrews 12 says that, that Jesus, you're the author and the finisher of our faith. You've already written all of our stories. You've already, you've already finished the work. So Lord God, I thank you for that. And, 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 you know, one thing that, Now I'll get to, I'll get to my notes. <laughs> but one thing, um, when when the, the 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 chopper picked me up, well, the, they had to airlift me from the scene of the accident, and and they're going to, they're speeding to Gainesville Trauma Center. But all of a sudden, this massive storm cloud forms, and and the chopper can't penetrate the storm cloud, so it has to make a, has to, God, you know, it reroutes. How many of you have some things have happened? I believe that God has rerouted this nation. How many of you, God has rerouted you sometimes? And so God had to reroute that chopper. 
And I had to go to Shan's Trauma Center, which at that trauma center was the number one trauma center in the Southeast. And the only trauma center that had the bolt that drained the fluid off of my brain. So had I gone to Gainesville Trauma Center, that was the quickest place to go, the easiest place to be. You know, it, it seemed good. And, and, and you, know, you know, think about your situation, you know, and you're sure, well, what, what's the easiest thing to do right now? Well, that seems good, God. That must be your will, right? That must be what you want me to do. It seems easy, you know, the, qu- the quickest place, the, 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 the fastest track, you know, your best life now, easiest thing to go. But, but, you know, God reroutes the helicopter and takes it to Shan's trauma center. You know, like I said, the only trauma center in the southeast that had the bolt. That drained the fluid off of my brain at the time. So had I gone to, to, to Gainesville, the, the, the amount of bleeding and swelling on my brain would have crushed my brain or left me physically incompetent. I would not be standing here talking to you today. Yes. So had we not gone through COVID, yes. we would not be at the place of revival and awakening that God wants us to be at right now, I believe. And, and, and so, you know, it's the fires of God, you know, the, the, what God brings us through as a people that, 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 you know, everyone expected 2020, 2020 to be a season of power, of glory. You know, many were saying it was going to be a year of 2020 vision, but, you know, little did we know that, you know, COVID. But, but, so I'm saying, guys, that you know, Ephesians 1.10 talks about that in the because I know the Ephesians 1 10 says, you know, yeah, Ephesians 2 6 says, we've been seated with Christ in the heavenly places. So even as I'm laying there in a coma, I was seated with Christ in the heavenly places. Now, you know, whatever the condition of how you feel never changes the position of who you are in Christ when you know Him as your Savior. Your position never changes. And so I'm laying there lifeless in a coma. I'm still seated with Christ in the heavenly places. I'm just a little bit different on the earth. But. But, 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 you know, Ephesians, but Ephesians 1.10 says that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times, he might gather together in one all things which are in Christ Jesus. And so, and so that, that word dispensation, is, it means um, royal economia. It means, it means the administration of God's economy. God's, this is God's estate, his rule and his reign on this earth. And so, and, you know, and so, so in God's economy, this, this you know, that means, you know, Everything that, that you go through in life, everything the enemy tries to take from you, he's got to give it back. He, you know, Satan has to give back everything that he tries, tries to take from you. Everything. You know, and, 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 and so, you know, look at, you know, look at COVID. You know, that, that, was, that was Satan's, that, that was um, Satan, you know, Satan thought he had won, right? Oh, I've, I've, I've wreaked havoc. I've made thousands of people lose their lives. This is great. But look at, look at what he's had to give back. Look at the revivals that have started in this nation. And that is going to keep on going. So everything, if he's wants in, that, the dispensation of the fullness of the, everything that Satan tries to take from you and your life, he has to give back. And there's something called recompense. There's something called, you know, Ephesians 5, Ephesians 5 talks about God wants to redeem the time that we go through. That means, you know, that, mean, that word is exagorazo. It means to reach back in time and rescue from loss. What Satan has been holding on to lost time of yours. And, and so the, all the things that we lost in COVID, the hurt, the pain. Now we're in a season we can reach back by faith and take back what Satan had p- possession of. The, the, all the, the, lost, the lost time, the, the hurts, the pains, the difficulties. Exagorazo, it means 
to purchase from Ross, to, to, lost, to, re, to, to reach back and take back from someone the possession, from someone having possession of somebody. So, 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 because of how God can redeem our time, everything God wants to redeem everything you've gone through, and so everything COVID, all these things that we've gone through as a nation, all these, all, all the hurts, the pains. Maybe it's not been COVID. I don't know. Maybe the the divorce, the the hurt, the the cancer. God wants to redeem everything in your life. And, 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 and there's something called recompense. And, and, you know, to where everything that you've lost, God has to give back everything you've lost. He has to. It's called his economy. His, his, that dispensation, you know, the rule, the estate. We're in the estate of God, the rule and the reign. And he has to give back everything you've lost. And so, you know, I want my wife and my baby girl to stand up please, or you don't have to, or, but, you know, when I'm, you know, this is my, um, my recompense, everything that I went through, you know, I'm laying there paralyzed in a coma, you know, severed brainstem, that's my, that, that's, that is, that's how God has redeemed the time of what I went through, and so I'm telling, I'm, I'm here to say it this morning, guys, that That, that God is wanting to redeem the time of what you guys have been through. And, you know, there's, you know, the awakenings and, and that, you know. So, Father, I thank you, Father God, that you're wanting to redeem the time. Lord, you're wanting, Lord, you're wanting this awakening that started at Asbury. You know, Timothy Tennant said, you know, it's not about a particular time or a place. It's about what Christ can do for each of us individually. So Christ is wanting to awaken each of us. Yes, he's wanting to redeem the time that we've lost. He's wanting to, he's wanting to restore back everything that the enemy has tried to take from us, which he's already done through Christ, but he's wanting to awaken us. So, Father, we thank you for, I thank you for your, your love, God. I thank you for the, the fullness of your love, Lord Jesus, that, that, um, that you're wanting to visit. You want each of us to have a fresh manifestation of your love this morning. So, and, 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 you know, one thing, you know, God, you know guys, um, you know, Acts 1-7, you know, they wanted the kingdom to be restored, the physical kingdom. They were thinking in the natural realm. But Jesus said, no, I want you to think in the spiritual realm. So Jesus said, no, 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 no. You don't, it's not for you, like I said, not for you to know the times or the seasons that my Father has set by his own authority. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit, when my physical, my spiritual kingdom has come. And so that's the kingdom that we're all in. When we live in his kingdom each and every day. When, you know, seated with him in heavenly places. When we live in his kingdom, that's how we can experience this. this when we're, we're, that's in his economy. He, he has to give you back everything you've lost. And so, so that means in, in his kingdom, you have a purpose in his kingdom. And, 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 you know, and so, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, is this making sense to everybody? You good? And so, I'm, but, but, um, so guys, what is my t- so? You know we're, we're receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken. Um, if you, Hebrews twelve talks about. Therefore, you know since you since you guys each of us since we're receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, 
let us hold on to, you know, grace for everything that can be shaken will be shaken. So that which, so that, that which cannot be shaken may remain. So guys, there's some things in our life, you know, that maybe what we've gone through, through this COVID, through whatever, through things that, the things that are happening right now, there's some shakings going on. You know, we look at all, you know, earthquakes going on. We look at the news and all this stuff. There's some shakings going on, isn't there? Yes. And, you know, and, 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 and Matthew, I think Luke 24 says, the hearts of men will fill them for fear. But God, it's so important that, 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 that we don't allow that to happen to us, that we're so rooted and grounded in this word that, 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 that we're not looking at the news of, of, you know, those two countries that everyone's, or three countries that everyone's scared about. We're not looking at that, but we're focusing on Jesus during this time. You know, had I looked at my paralyzed legs, had I looked at what the doctor said that, you know, there it is, um, had, had I looked at, you know, had, had, you know, had, had I looked at that, at what I saw, I wouldn't be here today, but I had to look at, I had to look to Jesus. And, you know, one thing, as I, I was still in a coma and I was just starting to wake up, I, 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 I looked at, um, I looked at this, uh, this, 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 this oak tree outside my hospital window. I was paralyzed and everything. My, my left side was paralyzed. And, and I used to always look at this oak tree and it gave me such hope and strength, knowing, you know, Isaiah 54, that God, is, that God has planted each of us as an oak of righteousness. And, 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 and so I was like, wow, you know, if that oak tree can stand there, God, you know, that oak tree is sustained. Then I feel, you know, because of what God says in his word, I feel like God's going to bring me through this. And, and so, guys, you know, during this time that we're in as a nation, as a people, we can't be looking. The hearts of men will fail them for fear, Luke 24. And, you know, because of the, what they see and going on in the heavenlies and, all, you know, all the, the wars and the rumors of wars. We, you know, Matthew 24, 12 says that, 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 that um, you know, the, the, you know, because lawlessness has increased, says that many will be offended and, be, and betray one another. And because lawlessness has increased, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. So, guys, I want, you know, um, but one thing, guys, <laughs> for the, that oak tree, that I got to, I don't, guys, <laughs> I, want, I, don't want your, I don't want your love to grow cold, guys. We want your love to grow hotter and hotter and hotter. So that no matter what happens, no matter what happens in this nation, people look at, at, at the gathering church from Moravian Falls. They say, wow, look at that, that. That place is on fire for Jesus. Look at the awakening that started there. Look at the awakening. Look at the revival that started there. And so no matter what happens, when we see the stock market crash, when we see, you know, that, that, that our favorite person in the office doing those crazy things, you know, when we see, you know, what in the world is that, that guy doing? You know, what in the world is... Is, is you know Kim Jong Un or or, or you know or, or you know these these leaders? What are they about to do? To are they about to nuke us or whatever? Or, you know what you know what's going on? When we look at what we see with our eyes, when we look at what's going on, we don't want you guys. I don't want your love to grow cold. We want our love to grow hotter and hotter and hotter for Jesus. And so you know this this acorn, this acorn. You know acorns take thirty years to produce oak trees, but you know that oak tree has to be rooted and grounded in something deeper than itself. And Ephesians 3 you know, talks about being, being rooted and grounded. I pray that you might be filled with all the fullness of the love of God. That you being rooted and grounded in love, maybe able to comprehend with all the saints what is the height, the depth, the width, the length, 
to know the love of Christ which surpasses our knowledge that each of you might be filled with all the fullness of God. So guys, I want everyone to stand who you say, God, I don't want my love to grow cold for Jesus, but I want to daily step into the fullness of the love of Jesus. We're not going to allow our love to grow cold. We're not going to give in to fear. So that when we see our, our loved ones laying in, a, in the hospital paralyzed, or we see our, our loved ones laying in a coma or whatever, when we see the news, we see things going on in the heavenlies, and we're, we're not going to allow our love for Jesus to grow cold, but we're going to grow hot. Our, our love for Jesus is going to go hotter and hotter and hotter and more intense, more intense. I want everyone just to, just to, to you know, guys, we want, I, want you, I want us to experience the fullness of the love of Jesus. And, 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 and you know, I know I've been kind of all over the place this morning, but I guess I wanted you guys to know that, that, that the same, what happened to me, God is wanting to do that for you. you know, the, Luke 17, 20, 21 says, the kingdom of God is within us. That means the ability to see miracles happen is inside of us. To see the rule and the reign of Christ, to, see, to, see, to bring heaven to earth, that is inside of each of you. There's nothing more that you have to do to, to gain the favor of God, to gain, you know, to gain the power. Ask one of you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And so there's nothing more that each of you, we have to do to walk in that power so that you can, you can, you can speak... John 63 says, my words are spirit and they are life. So when we speak the words of God, we can see life come to dead places. We can see, we can see broken pieces made whole. You know, this is a, this is a, I got this from Dr. Dean Simpson while I was with him in Ukraine. And this is a, this is a, a, a coffee mug and it was broken. And, and, you know, and, 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 you know, this was broken into so many different pieces when I went to, with Dr. Dean and, you know, he's an amazing man of God and he was a, a, a spiritual grandfather father to me. But, you know, God takes the broken pieces of our lives and he wants to put them back together to where it's a beautiful tapestry of his love and his grace and his goodness. And so, guys, we just, you know, guys, you know, I, I just want to pray for you guys that we would, that we would, no matter what happens in this world, it's not, I'm not someone, I mean, I am special, we're all special, but I'm not a significant person that God chose to do a miracle in my life. God wants to do a miracle in each of your life. Psalm 107, 20, God has already sent his word and he's already healed each of you. So God, I want everyone, we don't want our love for Jesus. We don't want these, these, these high, excited feelings just to be when we come to church. But we want to, we want to walk in the river every single day Monday to Tuesday to Wednesday to Thursday to Friday to Saturday. We're living in the river. We're walking in the fullness of his love. And so that, so that, so guys, I want, if you just please come forward. So I, you know, I just want to pray for you. And, and Jesus, Jesus came, I came to heal the broken heart. I came to set the captives free. So God, we, I, pray, I just thank God you, you, you came to heal the broken heart. You came to set the captives free. All, all the, all the, any, 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 any disease, Father God, Pray that you would heal heart conditions, heal cancer, Father God. We just, I pray you just, just touch them, Father God. Just, just, just touch these people, just these, these beautiful people, Lord. I pray you would just touch, touch us, Father God. Lord, we just, we just pray for your, your anointing, your glory, God. Lord, I pray you just, just, Lord, just touch them, Father God. We just pray for your love, your glory, your peace, Father God. We just, I just pray, Lord, I just pray any hurt, any pain, God. I pray for any, any unanswered prayer requests, Father God. I pray you would just, you would just heal the broken hearts, heal the hurt, heal the pain. Or that she could receive your love, Father God. Receive your, your joy, your peace, your mercy, Father God.